What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016. I am MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennock. I am joined tonight by MMA Torch senior columnist Sean Ennis and MMA Torch columnist Rich Hansen. We've got a lot to get to tonight from the last week in MMA. We've been off for a couple of weeks, but uh, UFC Fight Night 85 hit Brisbane, Australia this past weekend. New York finally passed MMA legislation, and we'll talk a little bit about what could be appearing for the UFC once that uh, Madison Square Garden card comes together in the fall. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about on UFC 200 and some of the other upcoming fight cards uh, the UFC has on the docket for uh, the next several months up into UFC 200. So, um, guys, we'll start Sunday night. Saturday night, Sunday in Australia, uh, UFC Fight Night 85 from Brisbane, Australia on Fox Sports 1. Mark Hunt knocks out Frank Mir in three minutes with pretty much the first actual punch he threw. Um, Didn't he knock him out in like one second? (laughs) I I, I mean, his, his, his punch wasn't like slow. Here we go. Uh, Hunt scores the win, first round, walk-off KO, yet another walk-off for Mark Hunt, and in the, uh, ever-revolving shit show that is the UFC heavyweight division, Mark Hunt is still legitimate again as a potential, uh, top 10, top 5 competitor. Um, how dare you label anything in which Mark Hunt is a is a success as a shit show, Jamie. <laughs> because that's what the division is. Uh, as as noted Saturday before the, the fight happened, he was in his fifth UFC main event, just five years removed from finally snapping a six-fight losing streak that happened over the previous five years. So this is... It, it's the state of the heavyweight division. A guy who it wasn't is... wasn't like he was fighting Sean McCorkle. Uh, it's true, um, but it, it's it's Frank Mir in 2016. It's not, you know, it, important. It, it, exactly. It, it was. It Can't was, we just love the fact that Mark Hunt is Mark Hunt-o-ing people still? Yes, that's fantastic. You just have that's to crap. Fun. 
That's fun. All over everything. Can't you just say it was a hell of a lot of fun and the title is meaningless because it's a promotional tool to make money for his bosses. I'm sorry, for the people who hold his independent contract and contract and just say it's Mark Hunt and be happy. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, good. It'd be a short podcast, though. (laughs) Oh, no, don't worry. I can stretch it. But here's okay, and yeah, I, did, I wasn't I wasn't aware of your ability to stretch things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Here's the here's the thing, the overhand right, connecting behind the ear, and the walk off, fantastic highlight. The three minutes getting up to it, meh. That's that's kind of. That's, Sean, do you think me and you just eh. do the show and we do like find a way to disconnect Jamie? Because all he's going to do is crap on the fact that Mark Hunt had a knockoff <laughs> walkout in the first round at home. A knockoff walkout, wild. Eh? With knockout, one walkout. punch, that's right. Knockoff, walkout, I like it. Knockout was so fast, <laughs> so fast, Jamie, that he walked off before it actually hit. He walked out. He was Sean, what did you, what did you think of, of Mark Hunt getting his second straight win? I'll answer this for you, Sean. He <laughs> thinks it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy watching Mark Hunt do what Mark Hunt does, and it was See? pretty predictable. It was pretty predictable. You know, Frank Muir can't get a takedown. He's not going to win a fight against Mark Hunt, and that's pretty much how it went. You know, the rest of the main card was Frank actually – Frank was going to kick him into oblivion <laughs> with his Dane Cook of martial arts. <clears throat> yeah. The rest of the main card was actually quite entertaining uh, for the most part. Neil Magny and Hector Lombard had a um, back-and-forth fight that got a little ugly – at the end of the second round, because Steve Percival wants to see fighters get murdered in the cage, apparently. Um, Could have been like in three other fights. News, he's, in other news, he's married to Kim Winslow. Uh, Jake Matthews and Johnny Case had a really fun fight between two young guys in the lightweight division. Um, can, can we rewind for just one second, yeah. Jamie? Did you see Muhammad Lawal's comments on what he thought about Steve Percival and the the stoppage or non-stoppage in the second round of that fight? I did not. He pretty much endorsed everything Percival did, and I don't usually agree with with Lawal about anything, including addressing him as King Mo. But I also know he's intelligent as hell, and I kind of am on board with his take on it, which was essentially that, yeah, he hit them 110 times, but they were pitter-pat punches. And I noticed it during the fight, during the the last minute of that second round, that every time Percival warned Lombard to move or do something, he did try to get up. His head came up, his chest came up every single time Percival told him anything. Now, am I saying that the fight, you know, I, I still think it should have been stopped just because eventually intelligently defending yourself only goes so far. But then Lawal also pointed out the fact that Percival went to, to Lombard between the second and third round said, if you don't show me something right away, I'm not giving you the same latitude. I'm stopping the fight. And Magny wasn't hitting him a hell of a lot harder in the third than he did in the second. You know, and then Percival did exactly what he said he was going to do, and he stopped the fight, not prematurely, but compared to the amount of time he gave in the second round. Now, I still don't fully agree. I get the concept of what Lawal was saying there, but I don't completely agree because Lombard was clearly out on his feet even before he took the first punch of the third round. He was staggering and completely not there. Lawal's wrong, but I see the point, and I kind of was thinking it, and it didn't quite form those thoughts as I was watching you know, the, the, the second round and the beginning of the third. 
and when he staggered out, it's like, okay, you know, it was a mis- it was definitely a mistake. There's no argument. It should have been wrong. But it's not the egregious, you know, uh, snuff film endorsement, you know, that everybody is trying to make it out to be. There have been worse non-stoppages, in, in my opinion. It was wrong, but it wasn't as bad as everyone says it was. I can I can agree that the that there have certainly been worse situations and we've seen guys take a ton more damage than Lombard was taking. Uh, obviously, yeah. The problem is the lack of consistency. Yeah, well, that too. But you know, Chris Weidman took a hell of a lot more of a beating from worse. Luke Rockhold yep. than because those uh, punches were raining down hellfire. But I still th- I, 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 I do think it's a little bit disingenuous to to suggest that it was all pitter-patter strikes from Magny because that wasn't the case and the fact that Lombard was out on his feet is uh, very much evidence of that cause, Right. Right. Which oh, proves yeah. which proves that Law wasn't 100% right about it. Yeah. But it, it it's got to be taken into into effect. I mean Kimbo Slice versus Roy Nelson on The Ultimate Fighter. I mean, he yep. wasn't hitting, you know, Roy Nelson wasn't hitting Kimbo as hard as uh, Magny was hitting Lombard, not with any of those strikes in that crucifix. But it was enough to stop the fight because Kimbo couldn't get out of it. He was trying and he couldn't. You know, Lombard was trying and he couldn't. The fight should have been stopped. It just wasn't the worst, you know, in the world. And it's not worthy of, of all the criticism other than the fact if you're of the camp that all fights should be stopped 10 seconds early than 10 seconds late and i won't argue against that i i guess my my main issue is that there was a full minute if not a minute and a half where lombard did very little yeah yeah maybe he responded here and there but he was he wasn't doing anything he, he did respond every time there was a verbal command but barely you know there wasn't a ton to his response outside of right. bucking a little it bit wasn't a good a response bit. Yeah. Right. Again, I mean, I, I'm just trying to look at the uh, we're on the same side of the coin. I'm just trying to look at it a little bit differently. That's all. Sean. Yeah, I'm I, I tend to lean towards Rich here. Um, I, I've had oh, yeah. fights where I'm, I'm yelling. <laughs> I've had fights where I'm yelling at the TV. Stop the fight. Stop the fight. This was not one of them. You know, I thought the fight could have been stopped, but I wasn't outraged that it that it kept on going. Let's talk yeah, about I mean, the it fact wasn't like that... it was BJ Penn taking that punishment. So I wasn't yelling stop the fight either. <laughs> Let, let, let's, let's talk about the fact that, that Neil Magny has now won 10 of 11 fights and survived several knockdowns in his last few uh, to, in this winning streak. He, he's put together a really impressive run, and I think it only highlights just how great Damian Maya is that he is that one glaring notch against what Magny has done in his last 11 fights. Yeah, and there's some decent names on that list, too. Everyone wants to diminish Neil Magny, you know, because he hasn't beaten anyone. Well, even before Maya, and I'm talking like a year or two before Maya, Tim Means is a pretty good win. You know, Kunamoto is not a bad win. Lim is definitely a a good win in that Philippines show. And that was the fight that he took for Maya. And then Eric Silva, I think we can all agree, doesn't have potential and is completely over. Rated. He won that fight. Gastelum, under any circumstances, is a good win. And then, obviously, what he did to Lombard, who, you know, clearly, you know, is not the Bellator middleweight champion caliber Lombard that we saw five, six years ago anymore. But it's still a good win. He's the first guy ever to finish him. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's... I would I – would, I would beg to differ just a little bit on the Lombard tip just because Lombard, I think, is pretty much the same guy that he's been in that if he does not stop you early – 
then he doesn't have the gas tank to hang in there with top level fighters, which he was, right. you know, he was not fighting top level guys in Bellator. Yeah, um, his only finish but I think outside if he was, of this. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was, I was just gonna say, I think if he if he were fighting top guys, um, were they able to survive the first couple minutes with him? The same thing probably would have happened. Uh, you know, whether it's by decision or by stoppage, um, we probably would have seen similar things happen to Hector Lombard there too. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Sean. I mean, the last time that he finished of any fighter after six and a half minutes of the fight was uh, when he beat Felineco Vital at Bellator, I want to say 40-something. That was in 2011. I remember that. It was one of the worst fights ever. And then he had a one-punch KO in the third <laughs> round when he could barely get his hands up. But after that, every single finish that he's had has been has been, you know, inside the first half of the second round or earlier. So yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying that that um, Lombard of 2011 or even maybe 2014 finishes Magny with that opening onslaught. Couldn't do it this that's, time. That's fair. Credit to Magny, that's fair. but he's not as fast. He's not as strong. He, you know, as, as he was, and he's 38 years old. You know, and, and he's yeah. allegedly clean now. He probably never was, you know, before that. So, you know, <laughs> you're you're not wrong, but I'm just writer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. We go from the uh, older <laughs> end of the spectrum there. Accurate. I agree with you. We go from the older end of the spectrum there in Lombard to a couple of young guys and Jake Matthews and Johnny Case who put on a hell of a show in this fight. This was the third from the top. Matthews at 21 in front of a home crowd in Australia was uh, uh, having a back and forth fight here. And he was actually down on two judges scorecards. Johnny Case was having a really productive fight, uh, timing some takedowns well taking Matthews' best shots, but he was getting hurt as well. Matthews was allowing himself to get taken down after, um, uh, you know, Case, after he got hurt, Matthews uh, got taken down by Case, and that led to Case winning a couple of rounds for two of the judges. Matthews himself then came back strong in the third took advantage of the fact that he had severely damaged Johnny Case's body and then uh, choked him out with 15 seconds left in the fight to snatch the win when he would have lost the decision. I thought really impressive performance from Jake Matthews, who at 21, uh, now sitting at 10-1 and overall in his career, 4-1 and in the UFC. Um, bright future ahead for this kid. Sean? Yeah, I was really impressed by Matthews, too. I think um, Johnny Case is a formidable guy, um, not a guy who's really on everybody's radar. Um, but I figured he was going to win this fight, and I thought it was going to go mostly the way it was going until until Matthews ended up snatching that win. Um, but, yeah, both two, two really tough guys, great fight. Um, and I think Matthews has a really bright future. Um, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see him at 155. Uh, you know, his last, you know, even the, the, the lost James Vick notwithstanding, I think he's uh, he's got only good stuff ahead for him. little trivia about Johnny Case. Please. Last guy to beat Johnny Case was. Jake Matthews. Before Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving right along. Uh, yes, it was on some. He's fought in this this area quite a bit, the Midwest yeah. area. I know. Yeah, you're you're one state line away. Um, fights out of Rufus. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus oh of course he does yeah, how do you think I knew it? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Glenn? Yeah. Nice. Down in the, Iowa, that, 20 times. Glenn from The Walking Dead? Yeah, totally Glenn from The Walking yes, Dead. that one. No, Glenn Fry from The Not Walking Dead. Oh, I see. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> I don't care. I hate the Eagles. <laughs> That's been a few weeks. Um. Yeah. The rest Some of the main card... Dan Kelly, after several really bad fights, uh, got probably his best win over Antonio Carlos Jr., who straight up quit in the third round when he was also up. It was up definitely his best down. win over Antonio Carlos Jr. <laughs> First time they fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Bossy <laughs> probably sent James Tahuna out of the UFC with a 52-second knockout. Um, that was a hell of a punch from Bossy, by the way. And then Beck Rawlings eked out a decision over Siohi Ham. Um, I thought it could have gone the other way. I think I scored. Can we stop it calling much. her Ham Thurley now, by the way? <laughs> Unless Ham is Korean for pitter patter. Ouch. Ouch. Um, is it? Yeah, I think it might be. I think that's an accurate translation. Mm, good. Sean, any thoughts on those three fights? Cultural sensitivity when it comes to language accuracy. <laughs> Yeah, my I, I I have to be um you know the the disappointment in James Tahuna is now complete you know four first round finishes um finally you know when you lose uh, when your fastest loss in your last four fights is against Steve Bossy the hockey goon that's uh that's a problem I mean you, I can see losing to uh, Glover Teixeira and you know Mauricio Shogunhua can always knock you out with the if if he catches you you know Nate Marquardt still got a little bit of juice a little little bit of juice uh, Steve Bossy. There's not there's not a whole lot of excuse for getting knocked out by Steve Bossy. So I have, that's... I have two thoughts. That was the worst De Niro I've ever heard. <laughs> and and you say hockey goon like that's a bad thing. Well, it's not a bad thing. It's just not. Okay. In, well, you say it like it's a bad thing. It's I mean, it, you, you live shouldn't... in Philadelphia. Your whole goddamn city is hockey <laughs> I live in Delaware for the record, but the uh-huh. uh, the, the mm-hmm. thing about losing to a hockey goon, it's okay to lose that, Sean. As close to okay. Philadelphia as you can afford. Got it. It's okay, <laughs> it's, it's okay to lose. To a hockey goon in a in a hockey fight, but in an MMA fight, you should probably win if you're an MMA fighter. Might be a fair criticism. Uh, prelims in Australia: Alan Jabon defeated Brendan O'Reilly uh, with a. I thought that was Rick Martel. <laughs> with a uh, nice TKO sequence up against the cage, Dan Hooker defeated Mark Adiva with a first round guillotine. Leslie Smith edged out Rin Nakai. 
Viscardi Andrade defeated Richard Walsh. And then on Fight Pass, Ross Pearson beat Chad Laprise by split decision. And he wants to rematch Diego Sanchez to avenge the worst split decision in <laughs> UFC history. And Alan Patrick. Wasn't Campman versus Sanchez a split? It yes, was, it was also worse. It was not, I, right. I don't think that was worse than the worse. Pearson fight. That was I, worse. I, I, that was worse because who gives a shit about Ross Pearson? Well, that's, that's <laughs> true enough. Thank uh, you. And Alan Patrick defeated Damian Brown in the opener. Uh, any thoughts on the prelims, Rich? Um, Rinda Kai should cut the 105. Stop living the Pokemon gimmick and fight for Invicta. Yeah, that's fair. Sean? Uh, Alan Joban is a savage. Yeah, fair as well. With great cologne. <laughs> I didn't get uh, that one. Rick Martel, arrogance. Oh, arrogance, yes. He's a model. <laughs> All Rick right. Martel. All right. Rick Martel, Rick Martel, the model Martel. I, Come on, you're I old, know, Sean. I know. You're supposed I know to get 80s wrestling about. references. I definitely get 80s re- less wrestling I'm references. Telling it, just, it, had, <laughs> it had already escaped my mind by the time I had gotten around to making the comment. Admitting that Rick Martel has escaped your mind is just unacceptable. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, Sean. Sean, can we let you go and get get Mike on the line? <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. I, I'm going to start a bring back Pelkey hashtag because he would have gotten it. And he's young. <laughs> well, at least they didn't spray it in Brendan O'Reilly's eyes before the fight started. <laughs> God, that's how I. That's how I actually lost money on that fight. That's how I thought he was going to win. <laughs> I had O'Re- well, I had O'Reilly by DQ. If, if he if he had done that then they would have had to rematch in a blindfold match. If if he would have done that, my pants would not have fit very well for about a half an hour. <laughs> that might be the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay. Apparently on... Sean wasn't around four years ago when I was talking to Alvin about snuff films on the, on the show. Oh, I definitely missed that. Yeah, you missed that one. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's move on. We we've got a lot of uh, future stuff to talk about um, because not a lot else happened this last week outside of fight announcements and uh, mixed State martial arts finally, finally, finally getting legalized in the state of New York. So do um, we have to pretend to care about that now? Well, I don't. I don't have to pretend to care about it. I have an excuse to go to New York now. That's, that's, no. I mean, that again, and it, it's, it's. No, honey, I'm not going to New York to drink at 27 <laughs> bars in four nights. I'm going because the guys are going, we're going to watch the fights. It's, it's a, it's a historically Dead significant. Dead rabbit, here I come. It's a, it's historically significant and significant for the UFC in particular, simply because they the can. valuation before they sell. <laughs> they, they can go to, they can go to sponsors and now say, uh, no, we're not banned in in the biggest media market in one of the biggest media markets in the U.S. Um, that's I mean that's pretty much the extent of it. It, it has it's it's ridiculous it's big that for it them was... because it was something they wanted. Yes, and that's how they judge yeah. what's important. And which it's... is again why I don't care. Yes, but... which is why see that's me taking it all back to Rick Martel again. But what we should care about <laughs> is the fact that it will bring at least one really stacked card for us to get. Amped this up is about true. It in the fall. That's that's a good point. And who's going to cover the site that night? <laughs> the uh, problem, I'll tell you, the problem with that show is that the tickets are going to cost about eight thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, Sean, there's this place called Vegas. What about it? 
show tickets cost about eight thousand dollars a piece there. Well, that's why I don't go to shows there. <laughs> right. Um, but this this New York card that they want to run Madison Square Garden, they want to make it a massive epic event. And uh, Rich, you a- emailed me some ideas for fights uh, earlier today that all sound like if even half of them happen. This is going to be a – it would be an incredible card. Um, and it, it obviously depends on what's going to happen here in the next several months because the next three to four months of fights will determine who is available to fight come November-ish uh, when they're, they're um, at least tentatively targeting this Madison Square Garden event. But if John Jones regains the title over Daniel Cormier next month, which I think we all expect him to do. Um, then he's either fighting Anthony Johnson, or as Rich suggested, he fights the heavyweight champion. That whoever oh, that might be at the time. That those or Gus. Know, or Gus. Or Gus. Yeah. I think Gus. Uh, those those are the those are the top two Gus options there. Gus would take there. you, Sean. Well, um, I mean, you know. Depending on what happens with Conor McGregor and UFC 200. Um, a, a Wait, when you say Conor McGregor, are you talking about the 2016 BJ Penn? Is that who you're talking about? There's only one, one 2016 BJ Penn, Sean. <laughs> Don't blast it. And his name is Conor McGregor. I'll, I will go after Joseph Smith. <laughs> I've only been I during our, our pre-show meeting. I was only just you know kind of rubbing my palms a little, but I will start fire rubbing my palms that hard well, if I have to. But... There will be Again, friction burns. I will say the same thing I said before. If you were able to offend me, it would have happened long ago. There there will be friction burns <laughs> hotter than Rikishi walking wearing corduroy pants, okay? Anyway, a Conor McGregor title I'm fight. I'm dropping the wrestling references here. <laughs> well, we're going to have a segment later about how NXT TakeOver is going to be better than WrestleMania. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, see, now you're out of the loop. I'm sorry, you're glamorizing the current product. I'd rather be out of the loop. <laughs> see, that, but you, see, then you you misunderstood what I said then, because NXT Takeover is going then to be better than you should have been clearer with your wordage. Um, I, can't, I can't help it if you can't understand my words. I'm, we, we oh, can, okay, thank Sean, you, Donald. If we have to, we can talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn for. This is like, what I'm saying. Hour, I think so. the people listening to the podcast would really rather talk about the 2016 Conor McGregor. <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm just looking out for... for anyway, the so. point was Conor McGregor could be a part of this card, depending on what happens at UFC 200 and whether or not he can beat Nate Diaz um, in, in a rematch or if that fight even comes together. Uh, thinking about that fight makes me angry every time I think about it possibly happening. Which fight? Oh, the rematch is. happening? It's just so stupid. A hot mic on, on Fox Sports 1 tonight... Between commercials, caught Nate saying that he's trying to get the fight at 155 instead of 170, so that Connor won't have any excuses after it's over. Well, why should he have 170? I'd have I, much less of a problem with that fight at 155. Absolutely, than I, do at I would have zero problem with that fight at 155. That, I still that's, have a problem with it, but I have less of a problem with it. I, I have problems with everything. <laughs> that, Fair enough. Well, no man's ever needed a drink more. <laughs> From a business perspective, they think it's going to make Any all of the money. And just that very well could be the case. Um, so <laughs> I'm just I'm ignoring you and soldiering on. I'm determined to keep this train on the rails. It's, even it's the only way to do it. It, it, it is. A, it's a losing battle. 
<laughs> Brick wall, dead ahead, Jamie. I suggest you get off the rails. Ronda Rousey might fight on that New York card as well. Uh, Their movie, too. Chris Weidman will be on that card. Probably not with the middleweight championship on the line, because Ooh. I don't think he's beating Luke Rockhold. Versus um, Belfort, nope. anybody? <laughs> I, I, I was getting to that, but yes, a, a Vitor Belfort rematch the- could happen. Um, although I don't think that's the likeliest of fights for Weidman. Or likely for Romero. Unless he's vindicated. Yeah. Even if he is, it's just, it's, they're not putting... Vindication! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> also suggested, Ally Quinta against Gilbert Melendez and Aljamain Sterling against Jimmy Rivera. Both also really good ideas. I think Sterling yeah. being on that card is a no-brainer. Um Depending Which on is why he... it probably won't happen. They'll <laughs> they'll put him in like the Philippines a week after, you know. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think they yes. resigned him for a reason, so we'll we might we might see something different. Yeah, Sterling because Bellator didn't offer him a contract and they lowballed him. <laughs> but anyways, if you take two of those title fights, you know, I mean, you got to think Jones is one of them. Then either the McGregor or the Ronda Rousey fight, and throw that in Madison Square Garden. You throw it, Weidman's got to be on it. I can't. You know, might not be on the pay per view part, which is why you put him up against someone like Gilbert, who can you know be on pay per view, and then let them feature Aljamain Sterling. I mean, take a look at the UFC 100 card that they did put together. Everyone wants to think that it was five title fights, and all of them involved George St. Pierre and Brock Lesnar. It's not the case. I mean. There were the two title fights in, involving Lesnar and uh, St. Pierre, but then the third and the third fight was Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson. But I mean, beyond that, it, it wasn't you know like the other two fights were legendary names. One of them was Akiyama versus Belcher, which turned out to be the fight of the night, and John Fitch was put on that card versus Paulo Tiago. So they, they don't, they're not going. Going to go with the five greatest fights that they have in their arsenal to build it up. They're going to they're going to give two title fights. They're going to make the third fight be bonkers, kind of like what they're doing with uh, 197 next month. And then the rest of the card is oh, just going to be a regular one. card. First of all, how dare you besmirch Alan Belcher and uh, Yoshihiro Akiyama by, by calling them not all time greats? But you said they're I not all time greats. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Alan Belcher is one of the all-time greats in skin sartorial splendor, and Akiyama is yes. one of the all-time greats in cloth sart- sartorial splendor. See? My and bad. That's, that's all you had to do was acknowledge both those things. Was that <laughs> I so hard? Have to. I chose to because you need a drink. <laughs> this is the kind of show you get when there's just absolutely nothing going on uh, <laughs> in the MMA space for several weeks. There's a lot going on. Uh, there's just nothing important. I am thirsty. I, we now just had a fight night. We've got tons of announcements. We've got me with an excuse to go to New York for three call it five days. <laughs> but by the time this conversation ends, it's going to be a week, two weeks. He's just going to be there for that entire month. I don't know anybody in New York yet. <laughs> yet being the operative word there. You better start uh, trolling Helwani on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, I, I will start by, hey, hey, Ariel, I, I hear that you have free time now that you're not on Fox Sports <laughs> FS1 anymore. <laughs> yes, you I'll say, but don't worry. Rory McDonald really thinks that you're the best journalist of all time. 
He did say that. That that tweet, uh, that ser- uh, that that was a unique take from Rory McDonald yes. on Twitter. Yes, very very unique. I I, I mean, yes. all he had to do. I mean, any tweet, I suppose, that doesn't involve the phrase "interrupt" or a press release involving Ariel Hawani to me is a unique. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus take <laughs> Why, why you got to beat up Helwani? Everybody likes Helwani. Well, everyone in MMA fighting. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> yes, next month has uh, uh, lots of good fights. Uh, UFC 197 is a very strong card. UFC on Fox 19 is going to be a strong card as well from Tampa, Florida. Um, moving into May, UFC 198 is coming together, um, and it's going to be... A long night, but probably a highly entertaining one. Fabricio Verdum, Stipe Miocic is headlining from a 40,000-seat venue in Curitiba, Brazil. Jacare Souza, Vitor Belfort is the co-main. Anderson Silva is fighting Uriah Hall because that's how far Anderson Silva has fallen in the last three years. Um, Shogun, who Oh, he fought James Irvin. That is true. That is that is a very good point. Don't make me go all BJ Penn on. That's on, that's a uh, very good point. Uh, he was also a middleweight champ at the time, wasn't he? Yes, he or was. was. And yeah. went up to he fought Hewitt Chris Lieben. That was his first fight in the UFC. Wasn't his first fight as a pro. Just because the UFC didn't give him an immediate title shot doesn't make that I mean that I can't make that point. He also he also caused like, no, the so- uh, he also caused the imminent destruction of Chris Lieben. Well, that God. Which, well. Wow. Yeah, I didn't make him drink. And yet here you are trying to make me drink. (laughs) I was waiting for that. Now you know what I think. (laughs) Uh, But this this is actually as stacked of a Brazilian card as they've put together in years. Uh, Yes, it's the return. Yeah. Shogun Hua taking on Corey Anderson. That's eh. yeah. Next, Damian Maya Matt Brown is straight fire. Oh yeah, that's an amazing yeah. fight. And, and I then Patrick Cummins versus Nogueira. Yeah, Worley Alves. Any card? Yeah, I'm about to say any card that has Worley Alves on, I'm going to make sure to watch now. Yeah, yes. Worley Alves is fantastic uh, to watch, and the fight with Brian Barberina. Um, Should his nickname be Bird though? <laughs> maybe. Because then he'd be Warly Bird. Oh. No. No, 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 no. 
Well, if he was in Bellator, they would just call him Whirly Bird because in in Bellator, Brazilian fighters don't actually have last names. True. <laughs> Sometimes they don't have first names either. Yes, it's true. Um, Sometimes they all have the same last name. Patricky, looking at you. But on uh, the rest of this card, you know, there's several other significant matchups, but just added today, John Lineker <laughs> versus Rob Font, which is just it's. As much violence incarnate as John Lineker against Cody Garbrandt would have been, um, and it's like a Travis Brown marriage. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Thoughts on the card as it stands right now, uh, for May 14th. Um. Jeez, for May 14th? Yeah, it's a great card. Another great card. I mean, if as May as 14th long... cards go, it's the best May 14th card ever, Jamie. It's, it's up there. I'm just answering there. the question he asked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if, even if you I'm just not sure had... if any of this is, is good for publication right now. That's, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Why didn't you say that to about, like, seven years ago? Ouch. I heard your first show. <laughs> so even if you just have Fabrice Verdum, <laughs> even if you even if you just have the heavyweight title fight and uh, Matt Brown, Damian Maya, and uh, Anderson Silva against anybody, and uh, Jacques Ray Souza against anybody, then that's, that's still Bird. a great card. And uh, just don't ever it's gonna just, stick. Just it's gonna don't, stick. Just don't say any more words. You're just you're hurting my ear bones, <laughs> and I'm offended by it. I'm offended by all of your words. Now I'm officially offended. Now are you? Are Good. You happy? Good. It's taken. Okay, it's so, taken a so while. So making bad puns offended. about Worley Alves is the straw that broke the back. Okay. It really was. It really all was right. the straw that broke the back. So yeah, and John Lineker. They keep putting John Lineker in these fights where you just you just salivate at the chance to watch him go against these guys, and it's just going to be great. Let me ask great. you this, Sean: Who could they book John Lineker against that you wouldn't salivate for his fight? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know that there is anyone. That's what. The, that's my point. So it's not great matchmaking. It's just great fighter to watch. Listen, let me just compliment. Or are the you offended by the fact that I shot on your point? I'm close. It's close. <laughs> it's not as bad as the Worley Alves puns, but it's close. It's just one pun being repeated. <laughs> it's really the repeating that did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like when you eat beets. Uh, that fight came together because the UFC decided to book Cody Garbrandt in a different fight, which is just as, if not more intriguing on some levels, for later in May, as Garbrandt will take on Thomas Almeida in a five-round main event for UFC Fight Night 88 on May 29th in Las Vegas. This card also sees former UFC Bantamweight champion Hennem Barrow move up to featherweight to take on Jeremy Stevens. And a whole bunch of other fights have been announced for the card as well. Um, I just really hope Barrow hasn't lost it. Considering who he's fighting, I really hope Barrow still has it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's hard to know if he's lost it or if Dillashaw was just that good. 
because I number it, it, that too. Yeah. But I, I still, I still maintain that TJ Dillashaw beat Dominic Cruz in January. I had him winning that yeah. fight. I, yep. and I'm happy they got it wrong. <laughs> that's, and that's fair enough. But TJ Dillashaw legitimately, I believe, won that fight, and so I yep. don't see it as much as a knock on Henan Burrell that he's lost twice to Dillashaw as it is that's just the level that Dillashaw is fighting at. So if Burrell can bounce back and get a good good win against Jeremy Stevens, there's no reason he doesn't have another run in him. Well, I, I also, guys, I also like that he's, I was just gonna say I also like that he's going to 145. Yes. I think that's a it's a smart move for him at this point. The the cut was already hard on him uh, to 135, and yeah. this is going to be a more natural weight class for him. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing harder on him than the cut was that shower he hit his head against last time he was trying to cut to that way. True. And plus, the good news about that is that eventually you got to think that pushes Aldo to 155, and then he can finally fight Anthony Pettis. That too. That would be fantastic. Right. See, that, that's how we get there. That years. also might be where he can finally fight Conor McGregor again. Yeah, so just that might or, be made. Or, or McGregor, or really all those guys up there. I mean, right. There's a ton of fights at 155 for Jose Aldo. Let me, let me just really quickly get back on TJ Dillashaw. Who is the more hateable pudwhack? TJ Dillashaw or Uriah Faber? Faber at this point. Definitely and I say Faber. that as a longtime Faber fan. Yes. See, see I, I still think that T.J. Dillashaw has done a very good job of making himself out to look like a total and complete jag in the last three months or so. And I, I'm still I'm still up in the air about who's who's the bigger pudwack right now. That they're both neck and neck in the conversation is kind of telling. <laughs> neck and dimple. <laughs> uh, well, the dimple does kind of get up to Dillashaw's neck. Yeah, that's some, yeah, right. I, I mean, his dimple gets right up to about Dillashaw's Adam's apple, and I don't want to go anywhere from there. But you know, they fit. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't even have a response to comments like that. Oh, I just can't. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, if you're still listening at this point, I they're commend not. Nobody's you. listening. I commend you for sticking out <laughs> this listening. long. I'm listening. Barely. I care. Well, Jamie, maybe if you'd stop the seven-second pregnant pauses and uh, people would be listening. Maybe that's why nobody's listening anymore, Jamie. Yep. Blame, blame me. And <laughs> You rescheduled the show for me, not the other way around. That's absolutely my mistake. I, <laughs> I, I take full full responsibility for, for bad calls when they're made. Yeah, so so your punishment will be you will be suspended on June 18th since you won't take an actual day off. <laughs> Also on that May 29th card, um, Tarek Safadine. I do like the Tarek Safadine Rick Story fight quite a bit, as yep. well as Eric Koch against Joe Proctor. Um, two really solid fights there. Uh, will this I... finally get him the Aldo fight? <laughs> Being Proctor will then get him Aldo, right? Uh, well, he is at 155 now, so if Aldo moves up to 155. There you go. It's on the table. Lorenz Larkin versus George Masvidal is going to be just awesome. I love that fight. Sleeper. That's, That's a sleeper. That's a great fight. Berkman versus Felder? Eh. No, I like that fight. I I, I Yeah. I, I don't like it as much. I'm not I'm not a I I don't like Berkman as much. Berkman's willing to, to trade, you know. Yeah, I, I suppose it could be there could be something there. Um Felder is 
usually entertaining to watch, so there could be something on that one, but don't like it as much. Just added today, Sarah McMahon against Jessica I. The two you know, of them. that's the one you're not supposed to like. <laughs> both of them, both, they, they need to win. And loser is probably gone, but then again, it's the women's bantamweight division that hasn't added anyone to replace yeah, anyone that they would cut. They so. have, there's, there's only about five the women's bantamweight. Yeah. And they haven't signed anyone in 14 months. Yeah, that's... <sighs> Moving forward. Yeah, why did that deserve a pregnant pause? I don't know. <laughs> UFC 199 is taking shape for June. Uh, we already obviously knew Rockhold Weidman. Should that be Alexis Davis's nickname? <laughs> that That's what's happened to her career, that's for right. certain. Right. Thank um, you. See, Sean, Jamie's playing along. <laughs> Sean, what do you think of UFC 199 right now? We got two rematches in Rockhold, Weidman, Cruz Faber, Dustin Poirier taking on Bobby Green in what is a really good lightweight fight, um, Evan Dunham against Leonardo Santos, and Kevin Casey against Elvis Mutopchik are the fights officially announced by the UFC thus far. I think it's a tremendous card so far, despite um, Rockhold Weidman being a completely unnecessary immediate rematch. And that's um, why it's happening at 199, because it's yeah. going... The, the card that Rockhold absolutely did not want to fight at, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, the thing is, you know, Rockhold is going to, he's going to roll over Weidman, you know, I think it's going to be much, much worse the second time around for Chris Weidman. Well, not to make excuses um, for Weidman, but every part of Weidman's body was hurt, but he won't make excuses, but just ask him and he'll tell you so. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I see it happening much <laughs> It's going to be much worse for Wyden the second time around. But the Cruz favorite fight is tremendous. Um, there's going to be a great build up to it. And anything with Dustin Poirier um, is worth watching. Evan Dunham's awesome, too. So, yeah, I'm good. Is it telling you that I might be a bit of an either a bit too deep into the MMA bubble that when they announced Casey versus Elvis Mutopsic, that I thought it was Elvis Sinisic and I was about to really go crazy on Twitter that they brought him back after all those years? Yeah, you're way too into the bubble on that I'm, one. Yeah. I'm completely serious. That's It took me about ten minutes to figure it out. <laughs> Here's my thing with the, the Weidman-Rockhold rematch, especially Weidman talking about uh, the the injuries and ailments, and it's it's come out from Ray Longo as well. Um, Rockhold wasn't 100% in that fight either. It, it, yeah. he, he, he was clearly hampered in the fight throughout it neither of them looked great in december in that fight it looked Gotta like both of them mcgregor money though <laughs> it, it looked like both of them had something off throughout it so even if weidman is better in june rockhold will be as well and Unless the way they that, both go and hurt again and the way that fight went down i see no reason to believe it's it's going to be anything different the second time around well, the good news about it is that at least Weidman fired Chael Sonnen as his spinning kick coach. <laughs> yeah, he should have hired him as a spinning elbow coach. Should have fired, or should have hired him as a get the fuck out of my face coach. <laughs> he excels at that naturally, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Only he would. So on June 18th, the UFC is in Ottawa for the first time. 
Sean will be covering that fight that night. <laughs> Call oh, it. about that. Hey, uh, I got I got stuff going on that day, so uh... you're gonna be in Chicago. Well, it's a nighttime card. <laughs> no, you, Sh- Sean. Here's Sean. the way it works. The whole the whole entirety of MMA Torch is going to be either in Milwaukee or Chicago at that time, and whoever bails out, uh, that's not what you thought I was going to say, Jamie, is responsible for maintaining the entire site that night. Sean. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No prep. You can choose column A or column B. <laughs> That's fine. You know, I'm going to stay home and, and, and watch, you know, Donald Cerrone fight and Rory McDonald fight, but somehow not against each other. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I will. <laughs> See, Make sure you write about 2,500 words about it. Right right, <laughs> right now, I, I don't think you're going to have an right. issue covering that, that fight card. I, th- I think you're going to be okay watching those two fights. Yeah, it's I Father's so. Day weekend, so you tell, the, you tell the kids, no, this is what Daddy wants to do for Father's Day weekend. Go away. <laughs> you still have all Father's Day. You're good. Yeah, leave Daddy alone. You can have me for Father's Day on Father's Day, but it's still my weekend. That's right. Right. All of that is uh, leading up to UFC 200 in July, and right now we have three fights uh, at least reportedly tied to the event. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz in a rematch, and if that's happening, and if Nate's pushing for 155, I hope the fight is at 155. That's the more sensible spot for it to be. Um, it, it works much better. It's, it's a much more palatable fight than just throwing them back at 170 because that didn't make sense for McGregor in the first place. Um, it didn't even make sense the first fight to do it at 170. No. It, it was just hubris for, on McGregor's part to not at least you know insist on a five-pound extra cut for, for DS. Yeah. Um. Also possible. If it's at 170, he can't win. I I might be inclined to agree with that. Yes. Um, also reported for UFC 200, Cain Velasquez against Travis Brown at heavyweight and Gegard Mousasi against Derek Brunson at middleweight. Both really solid fights in their own right, but I would have to imagine the UFC needs one or two title fights for UFC 200 as well. Sean. Yeah. Yes, that any, is true. Any thoughts on what that might, what they could put together for that? Uh, well, timing-wise, I would, I would imagine that uh, RDA is going to be in line. Um, uh, marketing-wise, I imagine that will be the co-main event. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, FS one. Yeah, you're, uh, you're probably going to end up. See, and the thing is, like, it would be perfect for a Conor McGregor. Eddie Alvarez has defense. already tweeted that he's got the fight for, against RDA. Yeah, yeah he's, he's tweeted, you know, nothing's official, but he's tweeted that he's got it. If Eddie Alvarez is fighting, then, okay, maybe then I'll sign up for Fight Pass, because that's where I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You so you're still mad at Eddie Alvarez for beating Anthony Pettis? I'm mad at him for fighting like he did against Anthony Pettis, you know? And that's fair. I, oh, I, it's on. not even that. It's, no, it's because he spent, he spent 10 years. Listen, listen. Why, I'm, why not would Eddie Alvarez? I'm saying he had a 10-year reputation of, all oh, fight anybody, and I'm going to stand up with him, and I'm going to try, oh, Anthony Pettis, I'm scared. I was going to think of that. But why would he fight a stand-up fight against Anthony Pettis? There's why would no he do it against he's... so many of the other guys in his career? Because and he can beat, beat those guys. Right, he cowered it out. <laughs> oh, so, so fighting a smart fight is cowarding out. When you have a 10-year track record of fighting in one manner, and then you go into every one of those fights and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go mano a mano, fisticuff with everybody, and then you cower and get a bad decision cower. by the cower. That wasn't a bad decision. It was a bad decision. No, it wasn't. It was a good decision, and it was a good, it was a good strategy. It was a, so, it was so a, the C, the C so, in all so the, fighting. So the strategy that Sean chair. wants to see. All he has to do is turn Anthony Pettis into a chair and sit on his head. Okay, good. The, the strategy that Sean wants to see is nothing but wall and stall. I hope that right. that's how Patrick Cote, Donald Cerrone goes for you on June 18th. How dare yes. you, first of all. I never said that it was my favorite fight ever, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not swinging from Anthony Pettis' nutsack, so I can see that it was a good shot. Shots fired. I don't. Uh, Jamie, it was a good judge, strategy by that? Eddie Alvarez. Is he so frustrated that we finally got him to say something vulgar? Yes, I think that happened. <laughs> nutsack is vulgar. That is a vulgar term. I'm not offended. I, I'm kind of overjoyed, actually. I'm not frustrated at all. I'm not frustrated at all. I'm just saying. See, now I'm gonna shave your head and make you walk naked back to the back to the castle. Yelling shame at you every ten seconds. Listen, you are not the you are not the uh, what is it the the king sparrow? What do they call it? The great the great sparrow? It's what is it? What sparrow is it? High sparrow. Think Nate. High DS. sparrow. You are not the high sparrow. <laughs> think Nate. DS. No, I, I'm I'm the nun yelling shame at you. I already said that. <laughs> shame. shame, 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 shame. Uh. Nuts. That's so proud. Jamie, our little boys all growed up. <laughs> oh my! This this show has had, so we're had everything both. for you tonight. Um, Sean pushed the show the off sparrow. the rails, Jamie. Both the High Sparrow and Vince Vaughn and Swingers. That's what we're doing right now. Well, no, we'll be doing Vince Vaughn in Swingers once we get to New York. <laughs> <laughs> um. I suppose last thing to comment on tonight is, surprise, surprise, <laughs> Kimbo Slice and Ken Shamrock failed steroid tests at Bellator 149. Urine tests, by the way, no blood tests here, so they obviously really, really tried hard to get past the Texas Commission. Um, Johnny Morton's never been so proud. It, the, the real surprise is that it was... 82.9 to 1... Uh, Ratio has has finally been tested. <laughs> That's like Razor Ramon levels of machismo coursing through Johnny Morton's veins. He is oozing machismo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back about three years ago, Scott Hall was oozing a lot more of machismo. <laughs> Jamie, what have you done? I don't know. Sean, you pushed the show off the rails. Once, once, once you're willing to say nutsack, that means anything goes. <laughs> this is on you, my friend. Because I'm, because I'm saying anatomy parts. I don't say understand. Say it again. Say it again. Nutsack. 
See, oh, okay. Now he's trying to justify it as anatomy as anatomy part. Okay. So it is. It's a technical term. Just will definitely when you go in looking for a prescription in the next couple of years, ask you how your nutsack is doing. <laughs> I think it worked out real then you'll well. Say shit. I think it worked out real well that it sounded like Rich. You had some uh, technical difficulty there for a second, so your voice got super low and creepy as you said that. <laughs> uh, and I said what? Talking about going to a doctor and getting something done. <laughs> This—I—I I don't even know where we are anymore. Um, is this—is this real life? Is this—is is this what's okay? That's what this show has come to after a two-week absence. Um, and that's how this particular show. It's only getting out of worse until we bring Kalki to until we bring back Kalki. Why'd you let him go anyways? <laughs> I, All right, Sean, you're up. For now on, I'm, I'm going to start a campaign of massively going after Matt Palkey until he gets so irritated that he finally comes back if just to give it to me. Like he's <laughs> listening to this show. Hey, there's so much vitriol directed at him that, that he's going to have to defend himself. And on that note... Calling you out, Mandy. Thank you all for listening in. This is Jamie Pennick signing off. Thank you.